tell you, her and Brother Garrett both have went along with me tonight, and I'm, I'm just going to exhort you for a few minutes here. I just feel that it, it goes right along with what is being spoken here tonight. I'm going to encourage you here briefly. And she was talking about Zechariah and Zerubbabel, and she was talking about Haggai, and she referenced some verses, and the Lord brought me to Haggai chapter 2, and beginning in verse 3, he says, just to give you a backstory here, there are exiles that have been given permission to return and build the temple of God. They have been commissioned to do the work of God. And the Bible says in verse 3 of chapter 2, Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Ahozadek, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts, according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. So my spirit remaineth among you, fear ye not. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. I will shake all the nations and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. And the glory of this latter, or newer house, shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. A familiar portion of Scripture for us, but I want you to know... What, what, what got the children of Israel here, and I'm going to reference real quickly, last week we talked about the cry of the nation and answering the call that God has placed on our lives. But really quickly, I want you to understand the reason why the children of Israel were in exile is because they did not uh, apply the Word of God or the plumb line, as Sister Sharon shared with us, to their life. They did not apply it. They did not have repentance. They did not have direction. They were people caught up in convenience. They were people caught up in idolatry. The enemy came and thwarted everything that they did, that God was desiring to do in their life. They forgot, as Brother Garrett, Garrett mentioned, uh, mentioned tonight, that they forgot the Spirit of God. They forgot the leading of the Spirit of God. They were aimless. They were reckless. Uh, they were wild. They were immoral and they fell into exile because no one would stand in the gap for them. That, that's what we talked about last week. But I, I want to give you something that the Lord has, has deposited in my life in prayer. And I, I want to show you here, the Lord began to reveal to me that over the last decades and over the last, well, let's go this way, over the last centuries there have been great moves of God. There have been great outpourings 
excuse me, of God's Spirit. Uh, we talk about the Azusa Street Revival. We talk about the Welsh Revival that's all over 100,000 souls saved in a year. We talk about Brownsville. We talk about the Businessmen's Revival in the 1800s. We talk about all these great moves of God. We talk about the Day of Pentecost. We talk about the Reformation. We talk about the First Great Awakening, the Second Great Awakening. And those were great and glorious times in the body of Christ. They were, they were just powerful. Powerful times full of healing and full of the Spirit of God because there were people full of the Spirit of God. There were people that were repentant. There were people that sought to do what God had commanded and asked of them to do. There were people that desired to be holy as He is holy, that desired righteousness, that desired the things of God. There were people that sought Him. But we see again with the children of Israel, and I want to draw a parallel to us, uh, there came a a time where the enemy came at them so strong and they allowed their flesh to get so strong in their lives that they, 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 they found themselves in exile. And I want you to know that in the last decades there has been a massive movement, there has been a massive push and prodding of the enemy in America. There has been an, an uptick in spiritual warfare like this world has never seen seen. The enemy has come and he has buffeted us. He has come and he has again prodded us. He's tried to pull us towards the things of this world. He's tried to pull us towards convenience and idolatry. He's tried to pull us into what Sister Sharon was talking about, into how we feel and not what the Word of God says. The enemy has come at us in such a strong manner. He's come at our young people with such vicious things, not, not only drugs, not only alcohol, but I'm talking about sexual immorality of every kind, temptation of every kind. It's at their very fingertips. The enemy has come after them so strong. He came after the Israelites so strong. And the Lord began to reveal to me that there has been a church in the nation of America that have found themselves in a spiritual exile. And God says, during this time I have found my remnant I have found those that love me for who I am that love my name that worship my name I have found those that have prayed when nobody else has prayed that have stood in the gap when nobody else has stood in the gap I have found those that have fasted and cried out to me when nobody else around them has but he said listen just like the children of Israel as he was saying to through Haggai to Zerubbabel and Joshua. Listen, you're going to build again. What he was telling them is that you are going to come back to the place that I have brought you from. Yes, there's been temptation. Yes, there's been immorality. But in this time, there is repentance. There is surrender taking place. There is a stirring taking place. If you read in Haggai chapter 1, Haggai says to them, you need to begin to work. God says you need to begin to work. In verse 14, Haggai records that it stirred up Zerubbabel, that it stirred up Joshua, that it stirred up the remnant that was in Israel, and they began to put their hands to the tool, and they began to go to work. I want you to know, because there's been surrender, because there's been repentance, and because there's been a living according
Spirit. Since there's been those that have sought for the Spirit of God that Brother Wicks talked to us about tonight, he said, listen, I am bringing you back. It's a comeback story. He said, I'm not nervous. I know time's winding up. I know it's the fourth quarter, and you're down by a touchdown, and it's fourth and one, and it don't look good, but God's saying, I'm not nervous. I'm not afraid to take the last shot. I'm not afraid. It's not. I don't care if it's the bottom of the night, two outs, bases loaded. I'm not afraid because I have raised up a remnant, and I'm going to bring them back to glory. I'm going to bring them back to holiness. I'm going to bring them back to righteousness. I'm going to bring them back to healing, to power, to purpose. I am bringing them back. It's a comeback story. It's a comeback story. The devil is pushed. He's prodded. The Bible says uh, that while the children of Israel were in exile in in Ezekiel, the word of God came to Ezekiel. If pastor will come to the piano tonight. The word of God came to Ezekiel in chapter 25. And there were nations uh, as they were in exile, as the children of Israel were in exile. There was nations, Brother Chris, uh, that began to pound their chest uh, and began to say out loud. And they began to say, aha. That's exactly what the scripture says. They said, aha, Israel has been defeated. Israel has been put down. Israel is over. God is done with them. Where's their God now? Where's their power now? And God began to speak through Ezekiel. God began to speak to that prophet. And he said, you call out the Moabites. You call out the Edomites. You call out those in Tyre. You call out those in Egypt. And you say, God knows who you are. God knows what you've said about my people. But what God was saying through all the doom and gloom, through all the situations that were going on in life, he was saying there's going to be a comeback. My people will not be separated from me for long. My people will not be separated from my presence, from my power for long. But I'm going to bring them back to glory. It's not going to be an old thing. You see the Bible tells us in this portion of scripture in Haggai chapter 2 and verse 3 does, did anyone see the former glory of this house? Did anyone see what it used to be like? Did anyone see that? But he goes on to say you, you, you may have seen the glory you may have felt God's presence and power in days gone by. You may have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit 20 years ago. You may have been saved 30 years ago but what he says is the glory in the latter in the newer house will be greater than that of the former house Jesus said it like this in Luke chapter 5 he said you wouldn't dare put new wine into old wine skin you wouldn't dare he said because what happens is when a man begins to drink old wine he loses the desire for fresh wine and he says the old is good enough I will tell you that we're in a time where we can't just settle for good enough. We cannot have a mentality of it's good enough. That is not a a mentality of revival and restoration. Good enough isn't going to take us to the gate. Good enough 
isn't going to take us to a place where the Spirit can be poured out on us. If you'll stand with me across this house. I'm done yelling at you. What God was saying through the prophet is what God is saying to us now. Brother Larry, I've heard what, what men and women of God have said over the last few months. I have. I've heard what our pastor said from this house, from this platform. I've heard what God said in my time of prayer, getting a hold of him. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this right now. This is just, I'm going to give you some advice. I'm going to throw it in for free. If you want to pay me for it, just put it in tithe. There are people that say, God can never speak to me the way that he does the souls. So if you're not getting in his presence, how do you know? That's for free, but what Haggai was saying is what God's saying to us now. What he was telling them is because they were halted, the king stopped the construction. But these men of God, like Zechariah and Haggai, began to come back and they said, We've got to build. We've got to build. We, we, we've got to finish what God has started. We've got to complete the comeback. We've got to win this. And what he was saying to them is be strong. Don't be afraid. Why? Brother Chris, because it didn't look like it was getting done. It didn't look like it was being accomplished. Revival didn't look like it was coming. Restoration didn't look like it was happening. It didn't look like the ball was in God's hands and he was about to take the last shot. It didn't look like that. He said, you be strong and you go to work. Why? Because the glory of the latter house will be greater than that of the former. What he was saying is the comeback is going to be a greater win, greater victory, greater manifestation of God's power than you've ever seen before. And we say it all the time from this house, but my Bible tells me that God's coming back for a glorious church. And there cannot be a glorious church that is absent of the glory. So when the comeback begins to take place, my Bible says, look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. Because when the comeback begins to happen, he's going to come back. My Bible tells me this. We may have had many, many of you in this house say, I have failed, I have stumbled, 
I have messed up. I love what Micah says. Rejoice not against me. Micah 7 and 8. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. The enemies of Israel were rejoicing. They're gone. It's over. But Micah said, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. For when I fall, not if, but when I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, so when I sit in a situation that it looks like it's all over, He says, the Lord will be a light unto me. My Bible tells me in Philippians chapter 1 that while God started in you, He will finish. He will finish. What does that mean? The comeback's on its way. It doesn't look like it. And it may not. I'm going to go back to this. It may not feel like it. But the comeback's on His way. The Spirit is on His way. Righteousness and holiness is on its way. So church, I want to ask you tonight to hear these words as I close. 1 Corinthians 15. 57 through 58. But thanks be to God. I could preach right there. Thanks be to God. Which giveth us the victory. Which giveth us the comeback. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore my brethren. See the victory's coming. Victory's been won. He said, therefore, my brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. The fasting, not in vain. The praying for revival, not in vain. Praying for your lost loved ones, Not in vain. Declaring the Word of God over your home, over your family, over your work, over your school. Not in vain. Because God, through all the gloom, through all the darkness, through everything the enemy tried to do, He said, oh, rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. They're coming back. I'm coming back. So if you're here tonight and you say, I want to be a part of what God's doing. I want God to use me. I want God to work to and through me. I want anointing. Not for my glory. But that I could go into my high school, my college, to my workplace and have the anointing on my life that will destroy the yoke. If you're here tonight and you you want to say, here am I, send me, come. If you're here tonight and you just want to plead the blood of Jesus over a situation, the comeback's happening. The lost loved ones, it's a comeback. It's a comeback. We've been saying that that from this house for a year. It's a comeback. God's not nervous. 
God's not intimidated. God's not afraid. So if you're here tonight, come. These altars are open. We're just going to end in prayer. Come, young people, come tonight. If you have a special need, we'll pray with you. We'll declare the comeback over your situation. There's victory. There's victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. There's victory. There's hope. There's strength. There's peace in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey everybody, Pastor Ron, I pray that today's message and program has been just a great blessing to you. And I just, uh, I'm so thankful that we had the privilege to come into your home today or wherever you may be watching. I would encourage you to uh, continue to follow us. We're on all of the major social media platforms. Uh, we have podcasts that you can follow us with. I would encourage you to reach out to us and let us know. Our information's on the screen. And uh, if we've been a blessing to you, please contact us. Let us know. And we look forward to sharing the word of the Lord with you again uh, next time. God bless you. We'll see you soon.